They're standing at Eden Park. And the first try! It's McKenzie, space again, gets the pass away for Lampartee. And it pops up to Lama. here we go! Fantastic. Welcome along to the All Blacks podcast. Uh, first one on the road for us. We're at sunny Mount Monganoa. You can't see it because it's a podcast, but it's a gorgeous day here, as it always is. Uh, we are in the club rooms of Mount Monganoa uh, Rugby Club, Sports Club, and the reason why we're here is because we're catching up with one of the legends that is, uh, well, one of the cornerstones and has propped up the bar on multiple occasions, Mike Delaney. How are you, buddy? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Mate, it's an absolute pleasure. As always, joined by Roundy. How are you, mate? Good mate, good to get on the road. I think uh, I think this environment suits us maybe more than the polished studio. I think we'll flourish in here. <laughs> <laughs> it is conducive to great chat, which we've had a few already. Unfortunately, they'll have to make uh, they have to make the editors cut because uh, probably not safe for podcast. But climbing straight into it, uh, Mully, what have you been up to? What are you doing? Um, oh, hiding in the office at the moment. Yeah, yeah. hiding and, and snuck away. But um, no, just getting into the coaching stuff again. It's good to have some footy going. Um, Obviously, with, with COVID, we missed out on a bit of that. We had the a China Lions team that we were running um, that yep. was run through Bay of Plenty, um, Rugby Union, and that sort of tipped over. And um, and obviously, the New Zealand 20 stuff's fallen over. So just it's awesome to get some uh, product out there with, with Ida, you know, Mighty 10 Cup. Mate, what about, though, your role with 20s? I know um, for this year that's been, been put on hold, but what was your role with New Zealand 20s? Um, Ironically enough, I was the, the defence coach. Okay, sure. You're <laughs> brave. You find that very funny. <laughs> Not known for your tackling. <laughs> well, I knew the system. Yeah, yeah. didn't know what I was doing. Mate, yeah, but what's, um, even though the schedule's done for this year, like due to COVID, there's no games on, but maybe talk us a little bit about that, like trying to whip together sort of the top players from New Zealand and the other 20 actually sounds like it'd be pretty tough gig you know there's a lot of talent out there what's the process for rounding up those troops and, and finally getting to you for a bit of coaching yeah well, I think um, you know the head coach <coughs> um, Craig Philpot would oh, yeah. he was pretty you know he had his head all around that with understanding the secondary school system and who was coming through there New Zealand secondary schools and then working to I don't know within the Chiefs regions and Blues and just go around there and try and get the testing done and um, but yeah mammoth job to try yeah. and capture the, the right guys for that job so Obviously, a few would fall through the cracks, but you know it's a pretty tough job. Yeah, how do you go about sort of managing? Because obviously, that would be that would be the thickest ground mm-hmm. for talent, and that would be the pinnacle of it. Basically, that'd be the biggest numbers that you could deal with, and then it probably drops away as you get into club and you get a little bit older. How do you sift through all those people? How do you do? You just have to chase them up through the systems. Is it back down at Goldfields or Ty Mitchell, or do you, do you put numbers on them? Talent ID. Yeah. It's tough, it's even tough, you know, in our space in my team cup trying to get guys through from academies and, you know, you know, are they good, you know? Are they, and, and obviously guys grow at different times and some understand the game better later on, so how you can try and get that, get those guys to continue through, you know, if they miss the boat, does that mean it's finished? Or So I suppose that's the battle is just, <clears throat> I don't know, I suppose it's just here and now and who's good and who's good to go. Um, and that's probably determined through their provincial unions and stuff with how they deal with them going through academies and schools. Any, um, even though the under-20s is not going to happen this year, um, is there anyone floating around in the Super Rugby comp at the moment who's in that catchment, who've been keeping an eye on, and, and maybe when it kicks in back in next year, we'll be able to keep see how they're going? Um, <coughs> yeah, I see Tupo Vai has been playing for the Chiefs. They've been real light and locks, and I know I think Josh Lord, a young fella that was coming through, has been involved, and I think they're pretty keen to get him out there, but he's... 18 or something I don't know <laughs> yeah. but he's a bit of a freak um, 
Rivers Rehan has been over the hill. Um, you know, there's some great guys coming through, and it's unfortunate for them. You know, I think that would have been quite a good side. Um, hopefully, they can try and get something together to sign, try and I don't know, capture that group. But um, yeah, it's you know it's a young man's game now. But so those guys are you know the surprised me with their their knowledge of the game and physically like you're talking to these big units saying they're only 20 19 and that's probably the difference isn't it a lot of these kids now have got a training age of you know six seven eight years whereas perhaps yourself mullies i'm not you know making any assumptions but perhaps you didn't look at the inside of a gym for a wee while but some of these fellas like you say they're young <laughs> in face. You say that? Oh, uh, i was just trying not to be hung yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um like you say the big units but they're they're uh, they're getting you know almost semi professional training from a lot younger a lot younger age aren't yeah. they so they're hitting you hitting you ready to go yeah well, I was in the uh, Waikato Rugby Academy when I left school and I think we did the beep test once every <laughs> six months and then see you later kind of thing you know it's just changed it's a I think maybe with the way that the schools are running pretty professionally and it's on TV and and that's probably the other challenge is making sure these guys don't think they're rock stars when they're not. And then coming to other environments thinking that, you know, well, they're with the big boys now and they can't just try and run over everyone and getting their heads around that and, yep. and earning their stripes as well. When you go back to, if we take it back to your school days and, uh, and growing up in the mighty Vegas, there were some pretty solid systems in place already back then, wasn't there? Because, I mean, that was your Super 8 school uh, and importing players left, right and centre. <laughs> well, there's a few, <laughs> a few trips to the islands. And, um, but, yeah, that was, um, yeah... Being a small white boy and dealing with that, you sort of learn a few things. But um, yeah, I suppose it's been there, but just not to the extent now. And um, yeah, it's different gravy now. It's pretty impressive the setups I've got. You've been in the you've been in the mixer for that long. Obviously, you're not looking as as long as you played. Uh, but you, what are the biggest differences that you notice now on the coaching side of things as opposed to when you're coming through as a player? Um, it's just the detail. Like, there's so much detail that goes into a week and stats and analysis and gps numbers and all that kind of stuff it's just like even you know we just come from planning some of our sessions with the steamers this year and there's just so much detail that go into a working week and, and into a game into what the trainings look like and how everything flows and um culture everything it's just massive so um uh, yeah, it's just just detail now because you can capture everything and you know, there's no hiding, <laughs> <laughs> no seagulling. No but mate, what is it? So um, with the under twenties um, not on. So for you, you're getting now building in for minor ten cup. So what's your role there at the steamers? Yeah, so I've um, <coughs> I do the backs defence. Um, defence, hey, you've turned yeah. to a real defence specialist. I like it. Um, the other set piece sort of scrum attack, stuff, uh, attack from lineouts, um, kicking strategy, and then just work with the inside. So it's a uh, Good sort of range of working from both sides of the ball, which is cool. But um, it's really helped doing the the D side of things to to help understanding how to attack better, which has been a you know real big learning in that. Because um, you know, good coaches coach good teams, mate. And like the Bayer on the rise, like you guys had a good season last year. Um, any fellas in particular that stood out for you? Because you know, probably four or five years ago, the Bay were towards the bottom half of the second div, and like won the comp last year, and and having a crack at the the big boys this year, like who was, who was uh, real standouts for you boys last players. year? Yeah, players. Um, yeah, I thought Chase obviously <coughs> winning. I think he was won the award for player of the year or something. But he was, you know, pretty influential. Uh, but just, I think the key was just having really good, good people and good guys that um, 
you know, trained hard and, and enjoyed themselves off the field. And guys like Mitch Carpick, who just, you know, just die for the jersey and not after accolades. Um, what a Adam, motor. What a motor that man yeah, has. So he's awesome. And guys like Adam Ross, who just go to work. And we had a real good group. Yep. Um, a few guys came in and, and just really bought into what, what Clayton McMillan does and around, um, you know, just driving, having a good time, really. It's, it must be a desirable union to be a part of. It's a great place to live. Yeah, we had that discussion because usually it's like, oh, we live at the beach and just go to the cafe and it gives us an excuse <laughs> to like, but we had the look now like, yeah, we live at the beach, it's awesome, embrace it, go do what you got to do. But when we're at training, you know, we get into it and, and have a good time doing it. So it was, um, yeah, it was a pleasure to be there for my first year to have a good year and um, a good, good group of boys. Mate, there's, um, Laser just mentioned this year up into the top flight, which is good times, um, playing against some of the the long-standing, bigger, traditional provinces, but you're going to look at teams like Tasman for a bit of inspiration, like the boys, um, surely they're confident they can foot it up there because um, these days, when you look around, we're here at Blake Park where the Sevens and the Steamers and, and where there's the cricket over the road as well. It's a great setup. It's got to be a great place to, um, you know, put together a pro footy team. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, you know, and, uh, <coughs> the guys that come from out of the region are just like, you know, they just love it. Um, you know, temperature's pretty good good cafes but um it's pretty hard keeping them in line and keeping <laughs> out our astro and stuff <laughs> so i better go there and just make sure that <laughs> <they go. laughs> regulating the regulating the situation but any um, um any new boys into the squad um, for this year adding into to last year's 2019 um, we've got a pretty consistent squad from last year which is good um few have moved on um but there's a few new signings that have Popped up, which I can't tell can't you about oh, too much. On, mate, this is what this is all about. Just yeah. give us a throw us a bone here, mate. Give us something. I'll get, I'll get in trouble. I'll get in trouble. But but rhymes with players. Play. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tempt me, mate. Um, yeah, if you're good players, I suppose yeah. that'll um, you know be pretty pretty important for our season, which is cool. But um, from in the region yeah. or out of the region? Originally from within the region. Oh, I know oh, exactly like what you're talking oh, about. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I see now. Yeah, yeah, got it, got it. Easy, Shh. easy. <laughs> <laughs> but mate, we're um, Mighty Ten Cup is September the 11th. But um, you're enjoying Super Footy at the moment, having uh, being only Kiwi teams taking on each other each weekend. You enjoying it? Yeah, it's been awesome. It's it's good to have a Sunday Arvo actually. We can just park up yep. with a pack of chips and a fizzy, a brown, brown fizzy, <laughs> yeah, and then. Yep. Um, yeah, it's, it's been awesome. Um, must be tough on those guys backing up those big games. Uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but when you flick it over to the Aussie games, that it's just not that. It's, it's a bit it's more. Uh, it's pointless. Yeah. <laughs> if you look over your shoulder up onto the board there, you're an absolute pig of a human. You're, uh, <laughs> you feature in uh, not, not one, not two, but three super franchises up there uh, stint for the Chiefs, the Landers. And, uh, and 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 the twilight years uh, with the Crusaders, uh, fond memories of uh, which clubs, or which um, franchise? <coughs> oh, time at the Chiefs was awesome. Um, we had a real good group over there. Um, likes of Kahui and, and those boys have a good time. Um, we had a real good group. Um, not as successful as we probably should have been over that time. We made a final and got pumped in Pretoria by the Bulls and good trip afterwards. But um, I. Had great memories everywhere. Hollanders was good. Um, again, good trips around. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, to, to come back after being overseas to the Crusaders and just see how they operate, it's pretty impressive to be able to, I don't know, you walk into an organisation, sort of go, oh, okay, I, can, I get it now. Like, 
Yeah, what is that? What is the, uh, what is, did Razor, was he the reason that the link back here to the mount, did he drag you down? Was there an opportunity? Oh, yeah. He gave me a ring and I thought he was having a laugh because I was just like, bro, I'm like, he's, years, I'm a million years old, man. He, um, he definitely got the dragnet out and picked up a couple of old carcasses. I know that Jared Hoyata joined you down there yeah. as well and that sounded like a whole lot of fun, you two living together like a couple of 18-year-old school kids. Back into babysitting, it was good. <laughs> what is it, what is it that, that they do down there that makes them so special? Um, oh, it's just, just got a great culture down there. Eh? That's just years and years and ingrained yeah. standards and good people and... You know, they really, it's, it's, a, it's a whole organisation thing. It's not just a team and it's a whole, everyone plays a role and raises great and, and getting that sort of, you know, that camaraderie and that connection amongst everyone and, the, you know, towards a greater good. And it helps when you've got 50 All Blacks in the team, you know, you don't <laughs> have to worry about whether or not um, anyone's going to turn up today. <laughs> um, so obviously they, you know, but they've, they've built that and it's just, um, oh, it's, you know, I learned a lot there, um, just in a year that I was there. You know, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but you know, you can definitely see why they're so successful. And the Chiefs, you know, fond memories there. They're not having it. I mean, they're there or thereabouts, aren't they? That's the toughest part for them. It's on paper, it looks like they're getting absolutely pumped, but they just can't seem to seal a win. Yeah, I think they just had a lot of injuries. Um, probably let them down, and yeah, it's a tough one. But yeah, they're there or thereabouts. It's just a few bits and pieces, and with this game, it's too brutal that any mistakes and you get punished. Because you're, um, you know, you played for the Chiefs um, a number of years ago, and now you have a little bit to do with them. Being involved with the Bay of Plenty team, you probably um, get a little bit of insight to the Chiefs set up these days. Any major differences? Because while yeah, the Chiefs haven't started um, Super Rugby so well after COVID, but in the last few years they've been a year in year out really strong team. They've won a comp a few times. Is are they getting that, that culture thing right, which everyone talks about, but like, you know, um, it seems like they are tracking 100% in the right direction from the early days where they had good players. Like everyone said, what a strong looking team, but they just couldn't turn it into to more wins. Yeah, like they've showed, I think, when Rennie came and sort of turned that around a bit and had a few good wins and I suppose, um, you know, they, they had a pretty strong side and had the right guys that sort of had, had grown up a bit and then started leading the team and, you know, Lats was there for a while and Liam and, and Sonny went there and, um, you know, the Kahui's and that and that all put together with the younger guys like Cruden that arrived and they, yep. you know, they seemed to play really well under those, under that group and then um, I think, yeah, getting back to their roots a little bit around what being a chief was and, and all that stuff and um, I suppose just a different spin on it with, with Gats being there this year but hopefully they can... Get back on board. Back on board. Yeah, Crud's still doing it. How's the carcass still holding up? Yeah, I know. No idea. How old is he? Thirty-four. Uh, I'm he? thinking. Uh, is he that old? I don't know, but I there's certainly there's a few outliers in the game like him, like Damian McKenzie, Richie Mwanga a little bit. They the game's getting bigger, but they're little guys who's still managing managing to more well and truly hold themselves, which is. Pretty impressive, actually, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, guys like Richie, like he, he just loves throwing tin, eh? Like he doesn't <laughs> look at like he is strong. Is like he? He's strong. Like he's got impressed his quads, actually. I'll give him that. He does. Like he's he got could, beautiful quads. He on does. Him. They're lovely, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. And um, but you um, you had a little taste of the Crusaders, you know, Chiefs, Highlanders, but you've also you got you got to be one of the um, what is it? What was I reading in uh, one of the articles about you? More clubs than Arnold Palmer. Like when you look at the CV from around the world, yeah, like just give them so the rattle off for us. Where, where have you been? Oh, 
Ugh. Go super yeah. first and then roll oh. off overseas. Chiefs, Highlanders, Crusaders, went to Panasonic Wild Nights in Japan, Clermont Ferrand, ASM in France, to Newcastle. And those are my, my clubs. It must be tough going for, I mean, obviously um, Clermont, they, uh, they love their code and you guys came close a couple of times. Yeah. I've lost a lot of finals actually. <laughs> so to see a pattern here. <laughs> And yeah, I've actually the added them. It's it's terrible. I've, like I was in the stand for the Crusaders one. I can sort of whip that in with the old back back. Oh yeah, 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 yeah title. <laughs> but um, yeah, like that was next level over there. It's it's everything. Um, so it's fairly stressful at times. You know those big Heineken Cup finals, top fourteen. Um, when I was there, uh, they'd had seventy seven successful games at home, and then they, like it was a bit of a relief to lose, but. It's just crazy, eh? Um, to fill it out every week. It's just different, next level overseas. And the pressures are, it's not, oh, we'll be back next year. It's relegation. It's massive, you know? You're paying, playing for survival all the time. Because that's something we want to touch on with you is like, we, we always hear about France. You know, it's a place that um, is prepared to pay some Kiwis big money to get them over there. And it's, um, you know, we have lost a few big names um, to that competition. But we don't, we don't see it much. We don't touch it. We don't feel it. We see the French French side out here every now and again, but like like you say, why why is that competition so wealthy? Like why is it so well followed? You know, is it literally every Saturday, you know, from twelve o'clock on match day, the town's buzzing and it goes into a full crowd and they're all nuts for it? Like what's um what's the go with this comp over yeah. there? <coughs> I don't they just got, it's got massive buy in and it's just everyone's so proud of their province and they wear all the gears and they come in and they there's like Bands running through the streets, and yeah. you know, like everyone's enjoying themselves. And um, oh, it's all—it's it's such a theatrical sort of atmosphere. You know, the coaches on the sideline yelling out orders, and it's just hands in the air, and it's so passionate. <laughs> Delaney, but what, it's, are you doing, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Still <don't> understand <laughs> French? <laughs> did you? How much did you get into the coach? Because obviously, you've—you um, spent a bit of time in Japan. Did you pick up the language there. What's your French oh. like? And then you wouldn't have understood a word that was being said in Newcastle. So Tony Brown was coach of Panasonic when I was there and I started off with a hiss and a roar, you know, going all the classes and he's like, mate, I've been here for eight years, I still don't know. <laughs> he's like, just give up now, mate. <laughs> so that didn't really, and I had a really good, so the half uh, Japanese, half Kiwi guy there was fluent in both and I was just like, it's easier with you, mate. Yeah. I just like, we had a translator in that and I'd talk for about five minutes or anything and he'd say, say it about three seconds, I'd go, oh, in one ear out the other, we won't worry about that ever again. But it's it for Totsu Namabiru, yeah, yeah. But at um, at Claremont, like, talks us a little bit about the style, like, because sometimes you know the French are associated with a bit of flair. You know, perception is that they throw the ball around a lot. But then I've talked to fellas like yourself and other lads that like before the game they're almost in a five by five mm. square, blimmin', giving each other black eyes, and 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 like they love the contact as well. Like, what's the footy like over there from a a guy from the Bay of Plenty who likes to chuck the ball yeah. around going over to <coughs> the yeah, it, was, it was real tough, like, um, and I struggled over there at times just with all of that. Because the thing is, your season's so long. You start in summer, you go through <laughs> winter, yeah. then you finish in summer again. Like, it's, I used to walk into the physio room, and you look at the year planner, eh, and you're like, whoa, we're like there, and I've got to get to here. And it's like, <laughs> it's a lot of weeks. And you're playing every one um, of those buddies. No, and get our money not, out they, send, they send Dad's army away <laughs> on their way trip, so... <laughs> It's it's not it's uh, not easy to get the body through. Obviously, people go there for the paycheck, and you went there for a bit of lifestyle, some good cash. And now you're a big property mogul back here in the bay. <laughs> it funded that quite nicely for you. 
But how does the body hold up through something like that? It's not it's not easy footy. Yeah, it's it's tough. It is tough. Uh, we had Vern Cotter was the coach there. Um, but you've got different cultures, so the Georgian boys are mental and they yeah. just want to, they need to bash something during the week. And the French <laughs> are the same, so it's like we'd have pretty much two games a week. Um, you know, a big contact session on Tuesday, try and recover and then get back on. Even captain's runs were competitive, competitive and contact. and So it's just different, like it's just a different game completely. Like I'd never driven a line out from inside my half and then get a penalty and the crowd's thinking it's the best thing ever. I'm like, just throw the ball, get it out of there. Because <laughs> there is that, eh? they, they love to scrum, get scrum penalties. They love to, um, you know, goal kicking is even more revered in France and le drop goal mm. and these sorts of things that it is. We're seeing a few more of them in New Zealand, but they play for those things, yeah. don't they, in those comps? Yeah, it's, it was just hard to get my head around. I'd, so team, Morgan Parra was halfback, Wizzy Fafana, and then there's like Rougerie like Rougeri and these yeah. like dudes that are, Played all these tests for France and like legends and that. So, and then we had like Sivi Vatu and yep. Lee Byrne. Like we had a good crew. Benson Stanley, like ending people. It was <laughs> but yeah, and then Regan King. So, that, that my, I'm, that they, I'm blaming them for my lack of French, really. <laughs> um, what was it? Was it a pretty uh, cultural melting pot? Did the, the Frenchies love you? Oh, they accept you in? Yeah, or was they, it pretty, pretty clicky? You're in France, you must speak French. And we're like, I've been here for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the wall planet. Yeah, but um, no, nah, it's good. Like, love France, like the food, culture. Um, they, yeah, they they can. The thing is, they can sort of sit around and enjoy a red, but the foreigners not yeah, so much. Yeah, we yeah, could yeah, yeah. end up yep. having to have eight bottles each. Yeah, Wamsy <laughs> yeah. said that was a thing that he struggled with over there as well. That everyone would sit down and have a glass, and he'd just knock into <laughs> three or four bottles and just get absolutely <laughs> weaselled. Yeah, the, the Frenchies are like, well, these dudes are mental. He's got no class, no class at all. And mate, then off to Newcastle and like, Why? We're, sitting here, we're sitting here in the Bay of Plenty, the beach close by, never really gets below 10 degrees at worst and you decided to sign a contract oh, yeah. in a place that has about 90 minutes sunshine in the middle per of the winter yeah. per day. It's just, um, for, that's the sun, just like, it's for, for show completely, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing in it. But yeah, that was, after being in Japan and then being in France, I was thinking it'd be real nice to speak English for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Within which the environment, which even that's hard to do, but I had an opportunity to stay in France, and it was just why not go to England and see what that's like. Um, keen to sort of play in the Premiership and yeah. and do that. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. I had a three-year deal there, um, and then got a call from Bay of Plenty in my third year to come back, and I was umming and ahhing, but always wanted to finish here and. In front of family and all that kind of stuff was pretty big to to finish playing in the Bay Colours and then and, and got no regrets. It was awesome to be able to come back and play. You also got a taste of, yeah, up on the wall there. Uh, got a taste of the black jersey. How good? <laughs> yeah, that was um, pretty unexpected at the time. Um, yeah, I sort of look back. I'm sort of like, oh, you know, I, don't, I was mate. involved for a, a period of time, but um, no, I loved loved it. Probably one of the most stressful times of my life, coming in there and yep. away you go, boy. Um, picked with, picked with a good DC time to be in there as well. Like DC really made a pig of himself for the best part of a decade. So <laughs> yeah, it's like, quite pretty discouraging if you're in that mixer trying to come through. Yeah, so it was. I was. I was fairly. I don't know. I was probably one of the older guys to probably debut. As what were you? Bit. What were you when you got the got the um, call up? Twenty eight, twenty seven, twenty eight. I think. Yeah. Um, and that's probably where I think 
I was playing my you know best rugby at that age, but you know better understanding of the game and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, real eye opener for me. Loved it. Um, you notice the jump, the level yeah, up. Yeah, it's just you just got to be. You just got to take control of things yourself and make sure you you know your stuff and um, probably made me realise how hard boys train. Like you know, McCaw had had a eighty minute test against someone and then he's smashing himself in the gym Monday morning. <coughs> you know, like just just beasts. Yeah, just no, it was good. It was um yeah, it was good to tour and do all that stuff. It was awesome. Um, you know, to to go and play overseas and, and be a part of that. It was, um, you know, after having a taste of, you know, All Black Rugby, International Rugby, the decision to go overseas is a tough one because it's one that it's, it's a big talking point in New Zealand. Some of the talent that we, we lose off seas, uh, we lose overseas and, and always big arguments and discussions around eligibility. But like for you, uh, was it a no-brainer or actually, you know, what, was, what were the things you had um, to weigh up making that big call? Yeah, so I made All Blacks in 2009 <coughs> and then went and joined the Chiefs again in 2010 and then halfway through that season, Fozzie wanted to bring line speed against the Stormers, and I tried to bring line speed and <laughs> broke my shoulder. <laughs> um, Good line so speed, yeah, it must had, have been a hell of a line speed. Yeah, <laughs> so, but yeah, so had a shoulder operation out for six months or whatever it may be. I suppose in that time you sort of like, sort of you think it wouldn't really happen to you kind of thing, and you know, moving forward, what does it look like? Um, so because of that probably made me go overseas. If, if that hadn't happened and I'd pushed for um, all-black selection post that tour, then things might have been different, but um, there was an opportunity to go to Japan and, um, and I took it. So young family then? Or kids? No, no, just, uh, um, just cruising. Yeah. So um, the club in Japan's it's like in the sticks in Japan sense but it is actually in the sticks. So it is, it is a tough lifestyle. It's not just go over there and yep. happy days and... Take a paycheck and live it up. Yeah, and, yeah, and off you go. But um, no, it was, it, was, it was good times. It was good footy and that. The school, school level was really high and you still got that hit of playing good rugby. Um, a part of me felt that I'd, you sort of retire because right. no one is really that cares about there, it. Eh? But... So you're playing for different things. It's it's just a bit weird because you're normally playing for your province, your family, your whatever it may be. But you're sort of playing in front of a handful of people at times, <laughs> thinking like this is really weird. Yeah. On yeah. Why? <laughs> why? Yeah, why? It's different now, you know. It's they get real buying through the World yeah, Cup yeah. and yep. teams are you know the rules are a bit looser. When I was there, you could only play a couple of foreigners. That's right. Um, it wasn't the go to Super Rugby, come here and go back. It was so when I came back from the Highlanders to play in between seasons, it was sort of the first that anyone had really done that. So it was a real yeah. hard contracting model. Which you were the original sabbatical where yeah, you know, yeah. you and Richie and, and a few others. Yeah, so it, was, it, was, it was good to get that because the pre-seasons were about nine months. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. But mate, was, it was always in the back of your mind you wanted to get home and play a season or two um, before you... F- before you hung up the boots, like that was always the plan? Yeah, yeah. Ideally, um, and I never thought it would happen because of the time frames and yep. I was old. Um, <clears throat> but Clayton, being Clayton, can, can influence pretty well. Um, so had a good think about it and, and thought it would, you know, it'd probably make me happy coming back and um, money isn't everything always. And um, 
yeah, I'm really glad, glad I came back. It was awesome. Like, I loved playing for the Bay, and it was, you know, those, you know, we unfortunately missed out on that final next of time in Wellington a couple of years ago, and then yeah, to win it last year was good. So, um, no, real, really happy. And, and there's the opportunity of potentially transitioning into the coaching side of things as well, which, um, you know, helped me as well in terms of what does is, what is life after rugby look like. How do you make that call? We, and, and at what stage do you go, well, this is going to be me. I'm going to head into the coaching frame. Um, I, I, you haven't got any other skills? No, I'm stuffed, eh? If, <laughs> if anyone's out there. Um, <laughs> nah, it's, I've had quite a few good coaches, and along the way I've always been sort of interested in how it all comes together and detail and, and that kind of stuff around, I don't know, if you have Fozzie and Time of the All Blacks and... Tony Brown and yeah. um, all those guys, and then France with Vern and Clayton and all that. So I've had really good coaches to try and learn, and you sort of take bits and pieces from everyone and sort of, I don't know, it's, it helps yeah. you. That's definitely moulded who I, how I coach um, now, which isn't very well, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Rome wasn't built in a day. No, it's, but yeah, it's. Uh, it won't define me to be a coach. It's not yeah, yeah. You know, everything, but um, it's, you just it's a you good, miss the uh, the kiwi fruit junket that half yeah, the guys are on uh, around here in the bay. But plenty. it's nice to get that wee fix of um, you know you retire and you're still getting that sort of camaraderie and and being around the boys and, and all that, which is I think when you leave is probably the one thing that you really miss is yeah. coming to work and seeing your mates and, and doing all that thing. Do you miss the hits? Do you miss the uh, do you miss the rough and tumble? Well, not really. I watch some of those trainings. I'm like, man, I do not miss that. Eh? I jump in every now and then at training, but no one's allowed to touch me. Or well, mate, because we, we're joking a little bit about defence. But actually, when you came back, what were you, 35 when you played that season, that first season back for the Bay after being overseas? Yeah, 30, yeah 36 maybe. 36. You were fit. Like, you covered some serious yards. <laughs> Did a hell of a lot of work on D, a lot of corner flagging. Like, was that... Is that just because you'd been, you're a professional? Like you'd played pro rugby that long that it became oh. part of your lifestyle was to pump some tin, do the mahi, like you knew how to be a pro and be yeah. fit. Because you literally came back in that yeah. season and were fit as a fiddle, mate. It was impressive. I didn't want to come back and have to, <coughs> and have that around me being, oh, maybe he's unfit or whatever. So I worked really hard at making sure that I got buy-in from the boys through my behaviours and actions that way. Um, I didn't want to come in and voice everything and think that I know everything or, yep. or do that. I had to get by and through the group and I didn't want to not be involved in things or not be fit enough to play but I'm only picked because I'm old and might know what I'm doing yeah so um yeah and, oh, and mate, same yeah so yeah and then I yeah kept that going and found out I, was, I had to go to pre-season with the <laughs> Crusaders and then I was like shit <laughs> you would have been playing with guys that didn't even have their pen license when you started your professional footy career how has it been uh, that bloke in the team do they just get you in there as a figurehead look up to this guy Where's that? Be like Mike. No, oh, no. They're, they're all, some of that was, blew my mind the way. So I walked in and I'm like, how are you guys still alive? Like it was, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've always been there. I've been there. And it's, but they were a good, real good bunch of, bunch of boys coming back into to this environment. They were great. Mate, because I heard you say, I think I was looking somewhere else as well, like when you came back for the Bay. One thing that I saw you mention a little bit was when you are overseas, you almost stop getting coached like when you're in in France and in the UK and it was actually coming back to the bay being under hilly um, having a little eye to coaching yourself that you realized you just got to keep moving forward don't you like you can until the day you hang up the boots you can keep trying to improve yourself yeah there's a massive thing came back <coughs> obviously like 
there's massive squads overseas, so yeah. you, you just don't have, you just can't get that in because there's too many people to, to look after. They've got academies on there. They've got yeah. I don't, you just don't get that detail. And the seasons are so long that everyone would just die out anyway. But um, so you don't actually. I think that's where New Zealand sort of mm-hmm. gets ahead in that sense of just you know the quality of coaching. Everyone's on the same. Um, I don't know on the same page. Um, Teams overseas operate individually, so they're never working with French Rugby Union or yep. they're not working as a you know, New Zealand Rugby Union resource come in and everyone's learning the same stuff or yep. common trends and always trying to get better. AB's coaches don't sort of go through the, through the super teams or through some of the minor team cup teams. It's all very much, isn't it, club versus country yeah, over there? It's a pretty open book, to be honest, even being you know, in the sort of coaches world now and you know, everyone's helping each other out and it's pretty cool in that sense. You mean between, is that in between the the franchises and the teams here? Everyone's pretty oh, yeah. good at passing it on. Coaches get together and pretty open about stuff. And yep. that's probably showed during lockdown. There's quite a few bit of uh, professional development stuff with coaches jumping on big Zoom calls and that. It was yep. pretty cool how you know everyone just opened up and this is how we do things and yep. everyone's trying to get better and improve yep. the game. And I think uh, even though there's certain parts of it um, are often criticised, that has to be one of the advantages or, or part of the reason New Zealand footy is able to keep a high standard because, you know, we do have um, that sort of central control, that ability to share resource, to share ideas, and, and obviously that's something you're benefiting off at the moment as you transition into, into this coaching role. Yeah, no, totally. And it, you can see now, you know, players are coming back more, you know, yep. they're coming back earlier. They just love the love this environment you know you can hit overseas and go oh, it's all awesome and down tools or whatever but at the end of the day you know you're motivated to, to play good rugby and, and get better and all that and that's probably what, what keeps guys coming back bit of a shake up this year with the footy calendar and uh the, the new feature which has been eagerly anticipated is north versus south uh exciting first time in a long time i mean obviously they had the they had one in 2012 i think it was when they kind of picked yeah, out the right. super teams might have been in the mix of there. There's a couple of good blues, uh, which just showed the passion that was there. Kind of weird because obviously everyone was playing out. This one, they're trying to sort of tighten it up and make it a bit more, you know, where you're from. Obviously, he's your first professional club. Exciting for you to see that? Are you into it? Yeah, I was pretty pretty pumped about seeing that. You know, it's just a <coughs> different sort of, I don't know, way to, I don't know, another sort of, I don't know, is it just because it's different, I suppose. Unique fixture, Some isn't it? unique yeah. kind of thing and, and an opportunity to... I know, bring back, bring back that bit of biff maybe and a bit of pride around, amongst the country and um, whether or not they're capturing that, I don't know. But it, it seems like a you know a pretty cool concept and, and if the players buy into it and then everyone gets behind it, it's, you know, it can be pretty cool. Because I miss that. It's a, the, I remember as a kid watching that possibles versus probables and it was kind was of, good. there was a there or thereabouts team and uh, and there could be some bolters which I'm kind of hoping this will sort of get, goes, if you're, I mean if you're in that if you're in that selection squad that has to pick those players, what a prick of a job this year I reckon, I don't know if the depth has been there like this ever. Yeah, it seems like it's changing every five minutes. Guys uh, that mate, or even in the areas you uh, sort of probably have the, the most educated eye on Marley's, there's some pretty outstanding backs going around some of these outside backs are really putting their names up, uh, the whole who's going to play first five this year, your old position, there's, there's a few decent options floating around. Yeah, I don't know what I'd do actually. It's what would you do, Michael? Yeah, what would you oh, do? What would you do? Who would you be picking? <laughs> I don't know. Who, who are the players that are standing out for you at the moment that are putting their hands up for a black jersey? Oh, you know, guys like Caleb Clark's playing yeah. pretty well. 
Enrico playing at 13 is going pretty well. I don't, it's hard to, there's, there's so many guys out there, you yeah. know, like, I don't know, David Havili and then there's Will Jordan, like that, yeah, that's a no. problem down there, trying to pick that back three and Braden Enor and like it's, Mate, yeah, totally. there's guys everywhere, so it's good luck. But the thing is, you could chuck any one of them in there and they'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, there becomes a bit of a problem with the depth, I guess, with the borders being closed and no chance of being able to scoot off overseas, it'll probably keep that, Keep yeah. the asset on a little bit more, and it's that's got a yeah, and totally. And you're you're probably gonna. This could be the most competitive Mitre ten that we ever have, um, which you're about to get into. If if you know things stay the way they are, all these guys are going to be available for their for their provinces. Which um, while there's some disadvantages to that with All Blacks games, that's going to be a pretty awesome start to the season. Yeah, I think like <laughs> even talking to my my mates, you know, they yep. they love Mitre ten cup, you know, because it's. Oh, you know, you know, come down here the domain on a sunny day. It's it's a pretty good day out. And How good would it be if out here at Blake Park, mate, was a little boutique six or seven thousand seat stadium on a Sunday afternoon, bringing the kids down here, yeah. having a couple of beers, an overpriced. Oh, it'd be awesome! You know, the, it's a one-stop shop here with the the Bay Oval and, and everything. It's um, it's a good little ground there. Yeah, field of dreams. Absolutely, mate. Does it does it feel like it's sort of. Uh, I mean, obviously, now that you've travelled around the world and you see how everyone else operates, are we are we on par here in the bay? Are we doing what we need to be doing to attract players and keep players? And oh yeah, hundred percent. What's um, this we stuff, mate? Oh yeah, you, know, just feel like you might see my I'll scratch my name onto the members board before I leave. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like it's um, <clears throat> as I said, you know, Clayton, uh, head coach, been involved with the Maldives now for a few years, um, heading over to the Chiefs. Um, just shows how you know how how things have been running here, and he just you know an eye for detail and the the facilities in the gym, and you know everything's everything's here now for us to. There's no excuse now for us not yep. to consistently perform and, and get the right players here. Yeah, totally. And mate, like just to to finish off today a little bit, maybe just um, run through a few things um, over your career. Like probably start off first with some of the either best player marked or, or played with guys that stick out for you were um, like they were goddamn freaks of nature well probably probably here um at the mount club through the bay for a few years and then at the chiefs playing with colin burke yeah um, he's i've heard probably, a couple people say that eh? he's probably one of he's the pretty most good value eh? yeah doesn't mind post-match either but um <laughs> oh, in terms for his father-in-law <laughs> his father-in-law absolutely cops it oh, oh good <laughs> <laughs> he runs Collie Burke runs if you're not if you're not already on him I suggest you follow on Instagram he runs a pretty hectic oh, Instagram man, I lose the plot watching his, watching his father <laughs> I've never seen I've never seen a bloke fall asleep dusting tins <laughs> as much as his father-in-law it just rests him on his gut <laughs> oh that's good that's good <laughs> but you yeah, know he in terms of being able to um, do it all as a, as a loose forward um, it's pretty impressive. I've um, heard he was a number eight with centre skills and centre pace, and, yeah. and you know he had a couple of great seasons. When the Lions were here, he was outstanding, wasn't he? Like he's, he's um, had so a couple of great probably seasons. Probably unfortunate to play more for the Chiefs with, with Loaki there at that yeah. time and, and Liam Messam. Um, but yeah, he'd probably be you know one that stands out. Yeah, and yeah, yeah he was pretty good. Yeah. Who, who are the uh, who are the good time guys? Who do you um, who do I've, you? I've got a long list there. <laughs> There's two. I'll keep it to past past players. <laughs> There's a few that you don't really want to like Jimmy Cowan and that you want to steer clear of. <laughs> there's a um, there's a um, there's a mixture. There's there's him. I think him, uh, Wop, and Ho often featured quite heavily on people's lists that they'd be dodging. 
Good at the start of the night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but even, you know, Mills and I was at the Chiefs, you'd, you don't want to get caught in his garage because <laughs> you're just not allowed to leave. So, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't mind a bro or two, but you know, he's very responsible on television. I don't know. <laughs> Who are the players that you were looking up to that you sort of played alongside? Um, I know when I first came to the Bay, it was um, there's guys like Wayne Ormond, yep. um, even Adrian Cashmore was here. Um, just those guys, like, I don't, you know, like Aleki Latui, and there's all these, you know, big units floating around and so those guys were you know Kevin Senior was here and we just had a real good group that year that really helped me out but um yeah we had a pretty good team at the cl- at the mountain here it was pretty much a <laughs> steamer side <laughs> but um I don't know growing up with those guys and, and then I suppose like guys like you know Cashy was yeah it was pretty cool to play with him you know I've watched him play with you know those blues games when they were pretty Humming, good yeah. yeah so it was, it was pretty cool and mate, who's um, sort of gets the hard man tag over the years, or, or verging on grub? You know, <laughs> Nelly Latus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can say this, but I remember I think it was Darren Whitcomb was yep. he coming back from that neck injury. It was Darren Whitcomb, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah, the hooker from Auckland. And yep. I remember playing Northland, the, played Auckland up there at Eden Park, and then Nelly pointed at him and said he was about to break his neck again if he tried <laughs> to do that, and I was like, oh, that was. On the nose, kind of heavy. Yeah, <laughs> he he, um, he hit harder because he was a um, he went to Sacred Heart in Auckland. He's a Sacred yeah. Heart um, product. He made the water polo team, I think, having never swimmed before, and start in <laughs> seventh form started swimming and made the water polo team. And you look at him, and he's he's not a water polo player. Nah, like he's it's strange with all that water, eh? Yeah. All that water around those islands. <laughs> <laughs> but he still he is just a, a solid rock of a of a human yeah. and and hurt. Tom I've heard Glenn Jackson say after they uh, won the won the shield that uh, yeah he was a pest. He had to be kicked out of yeah. his place early doors. Let's just put it that way. But um, yeah, Paul Tupai is up there. Yeah, Remember yeah. Him playing for the Bay. It's he a, just finished playing for like at fifty or something for someone in England. But mate, he played. He did. He played for Northampton and then the Bedford Blues. Yeah, well into his forties, yeah. and he's like a goddamn celebrity. Yeah, I think, I think, I think around that sun kind of stuff. Father's you know? <laughs> 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 so clubs. Mate, yeah. but we'll we'll wrap up in a minute. But just let us know. So, what's on the horizon? Who's um, who's the bay got? That's what you're preparing for at the moment. I know the lads are coming in and doing the mahi in between the work hours, and obviously then you're you're doing the scouting, mate. You're working hard on the computer, mullies, and, and keeping Donk happy. But who have you guys got? You got a preseason game as well, or you got a couple of preseasons just sort of tidying that up at the moment. Um, yeah. But yes, probably just really ramp things up when the boys get from Super Rugby. Quite a few. I think the Chiefs have got a buy that last week, so it'd be good if. Get those guys in, but um, yeah, there's not much time once once everyone gets back from Super Rugby, and I think now with our forward pack, there might be about 15 guys that are <laughs> out amongst the team, so it's hard to try and get any um, yeah, real real content to them. But you know they're clever boys, and they get it pretty quickly, and hopefully can you know got Taranaki first up. Oh yep, down we're about yeah, Englewood, I think. Oh Englewood, <coughs> little like the grassroots footy ground, I like it. So um, our oh, boys are real excited. Um, things are going pretty good, so. It'd be nice to, to start a little bit later in the year too. Hope to get a bit of yeah. razzle out there with some yep. dry weather. Yep, absolutely. Here's the, here's the grub. There. <laughs> Speaking of grubs, Joe, how are you? Just, <laughs> just walked into the studio. He is a, he is a special piece of kit. <laughs> Mate, he's next. Mate, thank you so much. I appreciate this. I know um, I know uh, you probably snuck out of the office when Donk's not looking just to give us a bit of your time, but uh, good luck for 
um, the Modern Cup coming up. You're as we said, you're up in the big dance now with the big boys. So hopefully you can take all that good form from last year and turn it into a, a good season this year. So good luck, mate. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for having me. We'll Bye. send you out on your um, theme song. It's Eye of the Tiger. Thank you very much, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> good man.